Hi, everybody. It's Sally Wagner with High Frequency Mindset Podcast, and I'm so happy you've joined us today. We're going to have a fabulous conversation with our guest, Michael Mulkey. How are you doing today? Great, Sally. How are you? Fabulous. And I'm going to introduce you to everybody, and then we're just going to have a fabulous discussion. How about that? Sounds great. Okay. So, we help individuals, business leaders, and artists to consciously and subconsciously re-perceive themselves, their circumstances, and their personal power in order to lead a happier and more satisfying life. Using our proprietary mindset evolution method, we address the cause, not the effect. We identify and transform self-limiting beliefs and patterns that block personal growth and potential. This is one-on-one, -on -one, deep transformational work. These powerful shifts have immense impact and create a ripple effect in your business, relationships, and life. Mindset evolution doesn't choose what you should believe. It helps you believe what you choose. That's fabulous. I just love that. So... So much resonates there, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Wow. I, I, How, I often wonder why we don't learn these things in, in when we're little, when we're young, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> why, are, why do we spend our whole lives figuring it out? And then we get yeah, yes. stuff, right? <laughs> I guess that's the way it's designed. Maybe. So uh, tell me a little bit about how you got on this journey. You know, it, it's interesting because I was born a preacher's son in South Louisiana and I moved to Nashville to be a rock star. And, and from there, I ended up in a Fortune 500, then from there to a billion dollar PRO in the music business. And then the latest uh, corporate venture was a family-owned dynasty here locally in Nashville, three generations of family that wanted to scale their business. Um, but everything, I like enjoy working with anything from startups to bands to individuals, um, you know, to a single mom, her struggles and issues are no less important than the CEO's bottom line, right? These are these are real things for people. And, you know, companies and families and churches and bands, they're all made up of people. They're individuals, they each have their own perspective, their own experiences and beliefs and capabilities. And this is this is why I marketers hate it because I'm so broad and I'm like I, I actually niche in what I do. I don't niche in who I talk to about it. Right. Yeah, I love how you express that. That's, uh, you know, because we hear all the cliches about, oh, if you appeal to everyone, you appeal to no one. And yet everyone needs and can benefit from what you do, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. And, and the specifics come from how you do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's a, an interesting thing that, that uh, I've worked with two or three different marketing companies and nobody's been able to kind of wrap their, their head around the message and, um, and we've chipped away at it. Uh, but I did hear this analogy and I think it's very important for, you know, especially people who are working with people for transformational change. It's very important to know that there's conceptualizing right? That's not what it is. That's us taking it and using words, which are very limited to explain what we do. 
Yeah. And so what what this person said, and I thought it was kind of interesting. I, it kind of stuck with me was you want to find your black jelly bean. Right. <laughs> and, and, and the thing about black jelly beans is you either love them or you hate them. Right. There's really no the rest of them you can kind of take or leave. Right. They don't really mm-hmm. upset you too much. And they also don't appeal. But the black ones, people are pretty pretty serious about their choice on the black jelly beans and he's because when we're speaking or we're talking to people I just went through this on an an alignable call the other day I had a group I was taking them through a process a pretty deep process and and this came up and and one of the things because a lot of, of people in coaching and in transformational work and healing and things like that are struggling with their message uh and they said well you know when you posted this, we had no idea this was going to be like the the great thing that we got. And I think there was about 16 people on the call and about four or five of them were like, I got it. I knew exactly what he was saying. It resonated with me. And that's why I wanted to come. The rest of them were like, well, we came because it was you. But the message was kind of confusing. And I was like, OK, this is not bad. Yeah, I can't. I can't service the entire world. There's only one of me and what I do takes a lot of time and energy. So if one or four out of 10 people can understand that, that's enough, right? So this is, this is, uh, this kind of, but I, I, I think the struggle's real, right? And, and I think it's the time we're, we're in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're, uh, your description of, you know, it resonated with one person and the other people were like, eh, I don't know about the message, you right. know, transformation is not for everybody. That's a, You're absolutely right. And, and uh, yeah. sadly, it, it's the struggle tend, yeah. tends to be the, the when life is not going well, yeah. people are, are willing to transform. I, I like, and that's not a problem that this is, this is kind of how it probably works, worked for me as well. Um, I had to kind of hit the wall a couple of times before I, the light bulb kind of clicked and said, I, I need to look outside. I don't have the answers. Yeah. And, and now I can clearly see why I don't have the answers. Right. right. I, I right. just got bad advice my whole life. Yeah. And, um, and so I go, okay, this is, this is, uh, this is how it works. But I also want people to know it doesn't have to work that way. You can make the choice, a conscious choice, to do this, and and yeah. it, it's amazing. You can avoid all the uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, it's um, and perhaps I can clarify what I said. Transformation is for everybody at the right time, right? Correct, correct. And it's not always the right time for everybody, and so that's why the message is not going to resonate at a particular time for a particular person. Yeah. And um, you're absolutely right about, you know, sometimes it takes hitting that wall, that traumatic event to give us the impetus to change because we're like, I just can't do this this way anymore. Yeah. And so that's the whole concept of post-traumatic growth. Right. And then, as you said, people can consciously choose and that's more like post-ecstatic growth where we, we actively seek out those transformational events or processes um and and that is just an amazing place right no i, I, I that's amazing and i i hadn't heard that term before that's an that's a good term yeah i uh, i was looking you know a little bit and you and i have had a couple of conversations 
um, through some of the networking stuff we've done. And uh, I don't think I had realized, uh, and as I was reading your bio, that your um, it was the death of your husband that kind of put you on this path, right? Just uh, kind oh. of like, uh, you know, stirred up all of those uh, things that I had anticipated in my life in my younger years, you know, right. where we think that our trajectory is one thing and we end up going someplace else. And it was kind of like a culmination of those kinds of events, uh, dramatic changes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, where, where it's like, you know, if, if I don't do this, I, I'm not going to live. Not not that I would die, but just not live. And and you get to that point where it's like, I'm going to live. Exactly. No, I, I get it. I think you're, you know, and it's kind of interesting. And if we went back and just looked at the hero's journey, right, that model yes. and the call it's not God whispering in your ear, you're going to do great things. It's usually a traumatic event, right? Yeah. It's yeah. something that wakes you up, disrupts your yes. current paradigm. And mm -hmm. it, so now you're, you're at your most vulnerable, weakest state. And then you start, you start moving a lot, right? You start moving down the path. Yeah. And at some point during that journey, the, uh, I always say the Merlin, uh, Merlin shows up to help you because you're going to need it. Yes. And at the very bottom of that is that death slash rebirth moment, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you slay the dragon and you start, and then you come back and now you have something that you can relate, people can relate to and you can help them through it. Yeah. That's a very powerful thing. I had, um, I had a, did a grief program mm -hmm. last year and, uh, and it was interesting because I had a, and this is going to get deep, real deep, real fast. And I and look, I, I am not in any way conceptualizing or judging anyone's grief and how they're in it. But it, it's a process, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 as we work through that, sometimes and I and I heard a recently a rock star talk about this uh, guy named Dave Navarro. He, he played for uh, Jane's Addiction and the Red Hot Chili Pe Peppers later in his career. And his mother was um, murdered when he was a child. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a terrible thing. And now he's an adult. And he was talking about, he said, I, it, it actually, I formed a whole identity around this traumatic event like I was that guy yeah. in high school and, and he goes and I used it because I could act out mm -hmm. and now him saying that being aware that he used this I, this event to this trauma to but so this is that victim kind of mentality mm -hmm. and and obviously I'm, I'm not a mother and I don't have any children of my own um, and so I spoil my nieces and nephews, but, um, I had a lady, uh, that really resonated with the program. She really wanted to do it, but she had, um, she'd lost her daughter about 15 years ago in traumatically in a, a terrible car crash. Um, and the, the young lady was a senior in high school. So she was about to graduate, you know, that, that whole the idea of, of what life's going to be like. Mm -hmm. And she, she got in to the class and then she had a lot of resistance. And 
when we started really, you know, I had to slow it down with her a little bit and let give her some space to kind of, but what we kind of uncovered was she had built an entire community around her mm-hmm. where she was um, leading a group of moms, who, which is very much needed, right? It's a very valuable thing to ask, but it, without her grief, who was she, right? And so we had to separate that. And it was such an amazing moment for her to go, I, I still love my daughter. I still, but I have become, this has become something that I've put on unconsciously. None of this was mm-hmm. something she chose to do. This right, was an right. unconscious gathering. And, and, you know, we can just go through analogy and analogy, but that's one that, you know, for me was like, that was a very, for her, a very deep transformation because mm-hmm. she's shedding that identity that she had put on. She was able to, now she can still choose to go to that class. Right. But she's choosing that, right? Now it's not choosing her. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's such an important distinction. Um, it, and, and, and that is part of grief, right? Uh, when we lose someone, when we lose a job, when we lose expectations about how life is supposed to be, like we all have over the past two years, that's grief. Yeah. And, and we lose part of ourselves because we don't know who we are anymore. Right. And so by default, she assumed that new identity. Uh, and then as she began to make conscious choices, she understood that that identity was not the one she wanted. Right, exactly. What a process. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's amazing. And it, it, it can be, uh, it, it does take almost like a constant reminder of making that conscious choice because yes. it's not easy for her. You know, it wasn't easy for oh. her. I understand that. It's not easy for me to, to kind of ask those questions too, like, who am mm-hmm. I? Right. And when you start realizing you have no idea yeah. that everything's an imposter, right, of who you really are. Then you start going, wow, so this is this is kind of a mixed bag of because it's our ego that that yeah. you know, gets us up and sends us to the gym and gets us up yeah. and puts us in front of the room to talk to a crowd and things like that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's like I call it the infinite onion. You know, that's peeling off all those layers, layer that's, by layer right. to get to the core of it. And. And uh, one of the questions that I encourage people to ask is, who are you when you're not doing what you do? When right. you're not being a parent, a child, a grieving parent, a spouse, a partner, all those things, who are you when you're not doing that? And when you can peel away all those layers, that's the essence of who you are. That's right. That's right. You know, it's funny and, and you can take, and I have taken that. Uh, someone's taken me through this this process. It took about a seven day trip for them to to slice it away and me to uh, be able to accept it to allow. But even your body, oh yeah, man, I'm a woman. I'm a I'm a coach. I'm a mom. Yeah. I'm a yeah. they're all labels. They're just labels. Mm-hmm. And and without them, you know, it's yeah, you know, it it can be it, the world can be a rough place. Yes, exactly. And, and so, you know, all those labels serve a purpose in one way or another to help us and protect us and comfort us. And then at some point they, they kind of turn on us, right? Because right, right. they take on a life of their own, like you're talking about with this person you worked with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they don't serve us anymore. That's right. You're correct. Yeah. 
I am uh, interested in, as we were going through your bio, uh, about the whole mindset piece. So uh, what, how do you approach mindset with people? So what I, one of the things that, and, and I kind of follow the structure of, is the beliefs really, and, and Bruce Lipton speaks about this way better than I do um, in, in his book, Biology of Belief. I love that book. That, yeah, epigenics, beliefs yeah. are controlling health, wealth, love, whatever it is in your life, your mm -hmm. beliefs and thoughts about it are driving that. We will die for our beliefs. Uh, and, and, and now, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's your choice, but make it a conscious choice, right? This not, let's not let the choice run your life. Yeah. So when, so what happened in, in it, and I, the mindset evolution method is I'm, I'm sort of bridging two worlds. So when I was in, you know, I've, I learned to be uh, successful through hard work, willfulness, a lot of energy and effort. Mm -hmm. and, and in 2004, I met someone who, and, and all, I can say a million things about this, but all, in essence, just set, he taught me how to sit and be still, which was an amazing, it took years and years. And actually I still, you know, I'm off and on with it. I'm not, I'm flickering, I'm not there yet, but I, I can do it a lot better than I could 20, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And that changed the trajectory of my life. And I started really kind of understanding how energy worked and how, and we could, we could use words like manifestation, but business and life is manifestation. You're, you're manufacturing misery or you're manufacturing joy. Again, what do you choose? Yeah. So what happened specifically in, so I started, um, sort of coaching and, and using strategy and some of that understanding of how energy works and things like that uh, with people in around 2010. But when I kind of found my black jelly bean or my magic wand um, was about uh, four or five years ago, I was working with a company, family business, three generations. The family didn't agree. It, you know, there was a family dynamic and they, they wanted to scale their business uh, from 7 million, it was about 6.5 million a year, to 20 in five years. They had seven divisions. One division was profitable, and they were about a 35-year-old company. That division was paying for everything else. The others were just good ideas, right? Yeah. So they brought me in. They gave me the, the worst division. They said, okay, we're going to start here. Let, we're going to give you this division. And, and I asked them to agree to stay focused on results and not methods. Don't manage me. I got, I got it. But you stay focused on the results. Within six months, that division had not only became profitable, but was about six times more profitable. It wasn't ever profitable, but it was making six times what their 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 kind of balance number was or zero number. Wow. So immediately they were ecstatic and they said, okay, great. Where do we go from here? Now I'm not 
I'm not running the company. I'm not the CEO, but I'm counseling and coaching with the CEO and we're strategizing together. So we, we ended up, uh, he ended up giving me the sales division. And so I said, you know what, give me, um, I want to get a coach, but I look, I've read all the books. I've gone to all the classes. I got all the strategies. I get the value in all of them. I've read the books. I want to do something different. And I did. And I, I did. I went to a class. I actually uh, hired someone to work with me. And um, they were using a process called Psyche. I don't know if you've heard of Psyche. Yes. But it, it um, so for about, uh, it was probably about four, three or four months. I worked with this person. I think it was bi-weekly. And, and, and honest to God, like, we didn't work on any business strategy. Everything we worked on was my grief, my traumas, my insecurities, my relationships. And I just kind of trusted the process and just whatever came up, we, we, you know, decided what we wanted instead. And I balanced to that. And so when, as I'm doing this and I'm, and I'm kind of, part of me is kind of going, I better get some strategy going. Right. Yeah. But I'm working with the staff and I'm doing my thing. Six months later, they, we did a, a big company meeting. Every division in the company was profitable for the first time in 35 years. Wow. And every salesperson was hitting or exceeding their numbers for the first time in company history. They ended up, uh, we didn't scale the business as planned. They sold it a year later for more money than we were trying to scale it to. <laughs> so they got to, you know, check out without doing all the heavy lifting, they still attained what they wanted, right? And I'm like, this is incredible. Yeah. Like this is an, and what's interesting to me is it, none of it was strategy and effort. Yeah, yeah. It was the internal and it just completely changed. I, mean, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'll give you the, the strategy and people like that, right? We like to figure out how to right. work it and how to approach life. And, and, and but I think that, the real, the, the real transformation is happening during these sessions, right? And now you're a new person. You get to go out into the world and, and you're shining brighter and more clear than you were before. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the, the message. So whether it's grief or, you know, insecurities or personal power, or if it's, hey, I want to make $10 million, mm -hmm. I just kind of meet them there. And then we kind of decide where we're going to, you know, take the ship and, and we start the process. Yeah. And that is the way it has to be, right? It, it, absolutely. It can't yeah. be any other way. That's a good Yeah. yeah. I, I remember <clears throat> kind of a, a flip side of that coin, you know, talking with some people uh, three or four years ago about coaching and and the response was, oh, I do the coaching <clears throat> for our team. And, and I thought, oh, that's so cute. You know, <laughs> uh, people think, oh, I can give them business advice and that's coaching, right? Right, right. Not, no, not that, so much. <laughs> that word is, I think it was last in 2021 that we, you know, you've heard the, the great resignation, but I think it was yeah. 4.8 million new LLCs filed. Now, these are people who are actually filing LLCs. 
Yeah. Not counting the millions who don't, right? Right. And I, it seems to me, and maybe it's because I'm in these circles, I don't know, a third of those are calling themselves some kind of coach. Yeah. Right. So, and we all kind of get put in the same uh, category. Right. This life coach word has, has been yeah. uh, kind of bastardized, really. I feel yeah. like, yes, it's really been, uh, and, and it's, you know, and that's okay. I, I'm, I am, I, I bet a third of my clientele is, are, I, I call them healers, uh, coaches, or uh, people who are doing a, a modality, healing modality. Mm-hmm. And um, we do great work. And, and I have a, a very uh, profound belief that uh, if you're a business owner or a mom or anything, if you're not working harder on yourself than you are your business, mm-hmm. if you aren't in trouble yet, you will be. Yeah. Right. This is this is, and so I think this is great, and I think it's time for, you know, corporate America. And and I've always, I've always been like the black jelly being in corporate America. Right? I'm a little different. I talk a little different. I'm not coming coming from these uh, conditioned schools of thought and things like that. So. Um, but I think it, it, like I was saying, I, I, like, I'm not, I don't need to be here 40 hours a week. I can work with a a CEO or a business leader two hours every other week, and I will get them further, faster than they can even imagine. Oh yeah. 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 I don't even tell people what they're going to get anymore because now I'm limiting you. Right. You yeah, you, you've already, you put those ideas in their head and yeah. then you've, as you said, it's limiting. Absolutely. Uh, and, and the whole point of transformation is to get rid of those limitations. And so uh, open yourself up to the possibilities. Exactly right. Yeah. So I have a couple more questions. Sure. Uh, first question is, um, in your, uh, so I'll back up a little bit. In my coaching, I use an acronym MSG. Uh-huh. Mindset, so mindset always, right? Yeah, yeah. Skill, skill set, and then get off your asset because yeah, yes, exactly. It takes takes all of that, right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, very important coaching principles, even though it sounds a little bit funny and cute. But um, yeah. so, in your life and in your business, can you point? Would you point and share with us um, an overarching principle that you believe? contributes to your success? Wow, an overarching, um, I think for me at this point is I have to get out of the way. And, and what I mean by that is everybody has an opinion. Look, it ain't hard to get advice, right? Yeah. And, and, and I don't have, I may have read one more book than you or a different book than you, or maybe, you know, I went to India and went to the side of the mountain and had an experience or whatever, but I, but you are, you know, you, you know, your life. So what happens in, in the, in the sessions that I do primarily, I have a few things that I kind of step out of this format is we, and, and I use the word isimatak. Nisimatak is an Inuit word that means the space where wisdom is revealed. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so what happens is you and I step into this space and then there's something, it's not my wisdom and it's not really your wisdom, but there's a third thing that happens. 
And it's interesting because it took me it's so much work to kind of get out of your way. And I don't do it perfectly, but I do constantly remind myself of it. When you get into this space, um, and you've probably had these experiences, I could be working with someone, I have been working with someone, and they are kind of uh, dumbfounded, or their conscious mind can't, it doesn't know what to do, right? It wants to do something, right? And I'm, I'm just gently reminding them to allow something to happen. And then all of a sudden, something drops uh, into this space, the answer, right? The light, the aha moment. It comes in. And, and it's interesting because sometimes as a coach or you might get it first. And it, for me, it's the hardest thing in the world not to say it. Yeah. But if I wait just a few seconds or a minute or two, bam, they'll get it. Yeah. Now, if I say it, I will rob them of that experience. Mm-hmm. Once it comes, that's where the magic is. So I think that allowance, and of course, you, you, I love your acronym, uh, your mindset is starts everything, right? Henry Ford, I mean, Einstein, we could quote all the greats. Mindset is everything, um, whether you believe you will or don't. And I think you need to also align your subconscious mind with that, right? So you're not self-sabotaging. And then, um, but that action step, and and I also have an action step. Now, I don't, I do hold people accountable, but I'm not a traditional coach in that that's why you're hiring me, right? I'm not going to chase you around and go, do your task. Yeah. yeah. But I do have an action step. And the reason for that is, let's say you have a fear of public speaking, which most of us get a little anxious around it. When we balance or we do something to relieve that or unhook that and you're a, I need you to, you, not for me, but you need to kind of prove it to your conscious mind, right? I need you to, it may not be stepping on the stage, but I need you to take some kind of action so that you can go, oh crap, I'm showing up different, right? I'm, I'm yes. putting it to the test a little bit. And um, right action, right? Just taking right action. I have a saying on the wall and it's, and it, I wrote it with my hand, step and go, step yeah. and go, just keep moving forward. Yeah, that, that come we that. could start you know right into faith, right? Yeah, faith yeah. is is a very courageous act. I don't know, but I trust and I have faith, right? And then, yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's fabulous. I love that. I love how you set it out and the whole progression of it. So one last question. All right. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, you can, I'm not hard to find. I'm on all the social media sites. And um, so it's um, Michael Mulkey at M-E-M Evolver. So the, the Mindset Evolution Method and the word Evolver and dot uh, com. And you can connect with me there. We've got a couple of things we're featuring this month. I don't want to go into a whole bit of selling, but there's thing, there's a whole mind, body, um, spirit section. And then there's, um, a business section. If you're a, you're, you're looking to upgrade your business or align with your purpose, mission and values, things like that. 
that's for the business people, the, the mind, body, and spirits for everybody, including the business people. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it comes first for all of us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fabulous. So I, I will put all of that information in the show notes so that people can follow up with you and reminder to all the people, check the show notes so that you know how to get in touch with Michael. Cause I know you want to talk with him about this whole mindset evolution. That's fabulous. Excellent. Sally, it's been an absolute joy speaking with you. Uh, it's, I think the timing's divine with, we're about to shift, you know, we're springs yeah. bursting and rebirth, new birth. Yes. And, uh, I love your work and what you bring into the table. It's, it's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you. And likewise, I, I so enjoyed our conversations and look forward to talking with you again. All right, Sally. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Make sure you tune in next time for High Frequency Mindset Podcasts.